think the number one thing that has meant so much to me is people saying, you've made me laugh so hard. Like you have, like I've had bad days and I just turn on Ginny and Georgia or I turn on Degrassi and like, you make me laugh, you make me happy. And that is so meaningful to me. And like, just knowing that I get to be part of projects that actually shift people's moods and make them feel something. It's like, I don't think there's a higher honor. Today on the show, we are joined for a wonderful chat with Sarah Waysglass. Right now, Sarah is co-starring in a brand new movie titled Sue's, alongside with SNL's Michaela Watkins. And as we dive into some behind the scenes on that role, we also take a look back in time and celebrate Sarah's legacy. She's been acting since she's a little kid. It's been part of so many iconic shows including Degrassi and the very popular Netflix series Ginny and Georgia that is about to go into his third season and we hear about that and also just have a nice chat about life and mental health. This interview was all smiles and good vibes and I'm excited to share this with you so let's get right into it. Hi Sarah! How you doing? Great! How are you doing today? I'm great! Awesome, awesome. Um, I just gotta say I'm excited to talk to you. Um, on the show, it's not like strictly film or television. We talk to like all sorts of creatives across the board. And I think um, you just have like such a unique perspective of just being a working actress your whole life almost um, since <laughs> eight years old and everything. And um, I just kind of like off the bat, just kind of want to know what's what do you think what is your personal like um, keys to yourself, like longevity and even like uh, passion towards the craft? How so? Wait, explain. That's that's a that's a broad question. I know that's a heavy one to just <laughs> jump out the gate. That's what I do here. But um, <laughs> almost like um, what what keeps you happy and wanting to do this? Because right now you're thriving with the movie Suze, the Ginny and Georgia. Like it seems like you're just always like working. But what what keeps you wanting to be in the entertainment industry? I think the main thing is people. Like, I really am fascinated by people. I'm fascinated by psychology. I'm fascinated by everyone's story. I feel like just as human beings, we have so much to share and have so many individual stories that never see the light of day because a lot of people aren't writers and a lot of people don't share that kind of stuff. But I feel like every project I do is so different and every character I get to play is so different and getting to step into other people's shoes just builds so much compassion and really kind of makes me reflect on my own life and and have gratitude and so I feel like that is the main thing that keeps me with it <laughs> that's that's awesome and uh yeah this morning I ended up watching Suze and everything and uh I just want to say like made me feel like a bunch of emotions across the board and at the end had like a really good feel good ending plus with the connection of just about taking care of your mental health. And I also noticed like on your social media, you're uh, kind of uh, an advocate for that with uh, Be Unsinkable too. And I just kind of want to know like a bit about um, about that and also your experience of this movie, if you feel like a sense of pride, like being a part of that, like with a coinciding message and everything. Absolutely. I, um, I actually said to my mom, because there was a Suze premiere a couple months ago, but I didn't get to go and I sent my parents and I said to my mom, this is going to be your favorite project I've ever been part of because I just knew that it dealt with humor, of course, but it also had a very 
important message to it, which is yes, right on the nose. Like it's taking care of yourself and, and being kind to yourself like that. Um, I have always been a huge advocate for mental health. I've experienced it firsthand. I've experienced it secondhand. It's something that's very prevalent today. Um, and so I always do what I can to make sure no one else feels alone and that everyone knows that it's okay to struggle. Um, and I think with Suze, it's just been so much fun because the character I played was like the worst. Like she, yeah, You're definitely the so, bad guy of that. Film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like so mean. She's so selfish. She's so harsh and, and just like really doesn't care about anyone else's path. Um, which is, you know, I, I liked, I mean, I hope it's different from me. Like I very much care deeply about everyone else's path, but, uh, yeah, I just love getting to play that and getting to kind of, um, see it from a different perspective. And the directors were really amazing with me and they sat me down and they were like, we know that this on the surface could be just like a really mean, selfish character, but there's also truth to it in the sense that she has two people who are very much obsessed with her and putting all of their faith in her and all of their, um, they're kind of like using her for their happiness. And it's never fair to make someone else responsible for your happiness. And so that was like a really cool kind of perspective to have on it. Um, and the movie itself is just so much fun. Like just watching a mom and her daughter's ex-boyfriend become friends. It's like the funniest yeah. situation. So I just feel like everyone's really going to love it. And I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Even like, I love just the trifecta dynamic of the three of you, like uh, just the interactions and how, like when like certain people would be in the scene, like the vibe like changes or like, it was just like, going in circle of like emotional misunderstandings and everything like that. And it's just, uh, yeah, kudos to like the writers and, and you guys for just uh, playing these roles too, because it just felt like so natural and something I got lost into. And it was just so enjoyable. How yeah. was, how was it, uh, working like, uh, alongside, uh, um, I believe it was like Michaela and uh, the actor who played your boyfriend as well. Cause like the chemistry was like definitely there with all three of you and everything. Yeah. Um, I would say that that was one of the best parts. Um, I've actually looked up to Michaela as a comedic idol of mine for years, um, years and years and years. And I even like impersonated one of her SNL skits, like for my butt mitzvah video when I was 12, no like I literally adored her for years um, and Charlie, I actually, he was my first friend in LA. Like when I went to LA, I met him and we hung out and he was just like so wonderful and showed me all around the city. And it was the first time I'd done pilot season. So, I mean, when I got the email saying I was going to get to work with them, I was like freaking out. Cause I was just like, this is so full circle for me. Like getting to play Michaela's daughter, getting to see how she takes on like a day of work. Like I just was obsessed. And I think she is so wonderful in this movie so wonderfully quirky and funny and great and and I don't think Charlie has a single moment where he lacks like he is he's exceptional like he walks into a scene and just absolutely his energy just changes everything and I am so proud that I got to work with both of them and yeah I, I think that that shows because we did really have the best time and they are both so wonderful and so dedicated to their craft and dedicated to telling the story that I think that's like something very special for the audience to see. And I think they feel it when they watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even like, um, it kind of reminded me of like some 
things of my life too, just being like in a small town around like the same age as your character too, like wanting to leave. And there was like one little line you said that kind of made me burst out laughing like so hard because just the other day, another friend of mine, we were talking about how we kind of like left the same town just to pursue our passions. Cause we there were, there wasn't a lot of creativity and stuff going on there. And we just felt like there was something more, but uh, you, your character said, Oh, I'm, I'm something about like staying here and like, just going to become like a fentanyl addict. <laughs> and we literally just had this conversation like two days ago being like, there's nothing there for us. And it's like, almost, I feel like um, not to like, I don't know, like judge people who don't find their passions. I find like a lot of people who, don't really find their thing they fall down past like that in a very real way like a lot of like news stories from my hometown like people are actually like dying from fentanyl and stuff because there's nothing to do there and it's just like even though your character said it like in a funny way there's many oh, I think that was like a real fear for her and I think that's why she's so aggressive with her pursuits to leave I, I don't think she wants to end up honestly like her mom who she sees is like a very like she's quite broken from her relationship and, and she's like broke as a child of divorce. And I think she wants something better for herself. Um, and I think there's like resentment there too. Cause she's like, yeah, everyone wants to have a good home life. And I think she's pissed that she doesn't. So I totally understand her desire to leave. And I think, yeah, like she says it's jokingly, but I think it's a real fear. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And again, like uh, on the topic of uh, mental health and everything, like, I can't uh, commend you enough to, for using like your social media platform to speak about it. Like, especially you got like such a like big following and everything. And that's very important. And I just want to know, like um, in times where maybe you get overwhelmed, because like, I know like you're on paper, I see your resume, you're working, working, working. Is there any like personal methods you do to to kind of like take care of your own mental health? You know what? I feel like that is a lifelong journey because mm -hmm. I I think the, a common misconception is that people think that I'm working and busy and, and constantly on the go but the truth is most of my days are quite empty and I have to build a schedule for myself in order to like stay sane um, but I find that the things that usually help me are um, a lot of exercise which is like mm, like of course people say that but it does help. And also writing. I find writing is a really, really great outlet for me. And especially with mental health, I think it's very easy to get angry at yourself for feeling the way you do and being unkind to yourself and kind of beating yourself up for having those kinds of feelings, especially when you are living a charmed life. Because I'm very, I'm very aware of how incredible my life is. And I've been so fortunate with the work that I've booked and with the career that I've had. Um, but I still get so mad at myself. And so I feel like when I write and I write down my feelings, it's a lot easier to like read and then kind of find compassion for myself and be like, okay, like this is what I'm going through and kind of talk to myself as if I'm a friend rather than mm -hmm. just like fighting those thoughts in my head all alone. Yeah, very true. And that's like such a great way to even like just kind of putting out like your thoughts like on the surface and seeing them I noticed like for totally. me too where I get that's why people say it's so important to talk to people when you have something bottling up and uh I learned like as I getting older like to actually do that and not just do the whole thing almost like um um I believe uh Aaron Ashmore's character was I felt like there was like a lot of like that kind of energy when I was a kid like man up type of thing but yeah. then 
I don't know. It's just a beautiful thing that um, this is getting more like just normalized, you know, and people are talking about it. And there's things like be unsinkable that can actually like help people and everything like that. Totally. Yeah, I'm very proud to be part of it. And I mean, it's the least I can do. They, they keep being like, thank you so much for helping us. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I wish something like this existed when I was in high school and it didn't. And so I'm just doing my part to make sure everybody feels safe and everybody feels like they are not alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned writing as well. Like you're a screenwriter yourself, right? That's awesome. And um, do you ever like take like these real like emotions and feelings and then try to turn it into like whether it's a show or a skit or stuff like that? Well, what I find really funny is like, you know, everyone says one of the first things they taught us, I went to school for screenwriting, like oh, that's what I have my degree in. And one of the first things they said was write what you know. And the thing is like, in order to write a script, you need to know the ending. And I never know the ending. <laughs> because yeah. I have to know, like, if I'm writing about something I'm currently going through, like, I can't predict and I don't know the ending. So it can be really frustrating. But, you know, there are other other aspects. And it's also kind of therapeutic to write an ending that you want and an ending that you wouldn't want. And and so I find it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's very um, eye opening for me whenever I get to sit down and kind of write through those emotions, because it's like, I just never know where I'm going to end up. <laughs> yeah. And there's something beautiful about that creative flow state too, when you can get lost and it's like to like a real connection too. I just feel like there's like such like a cathartic thing out of that. Like I talk to like a lot of bands and musicians and I find like it's such like an escape for people to the point where I noticed a lot of like the times I'm like talking to a singer in a death metal band. They're the nicest people alive because they have this other outlet and then maybe like i'll be talking about like or talking to somebody who's like writes like happy music and i'm like oh they're kind of like a douche you know like <laughs> there's I, I believe there's truly something to like uh just letting out your feelings in art and almost like a therapy to that do you feel that way when you're screenwriting or even like acting as a character you were in like sue's like being a total 100 Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's it's for sure. I think outlet is the perfect word for it. I I've I've gone to sleep after working and just been super exhausted. And I think it's because I've let all of those emotions out through whatever character I'm playing. And it can be very tiring, but it's also so important because otherwise those feelings are just going to sit in you dormant and one day you're going to just explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And do even like just seeing again, like your big resume and uh, knowing that you've started this when you were eight years old. Do you ever think of like the first time you were like on a set for a major thing that was going to air on TV? Like, do you still remember that day? I do very clearly. I think, I think I cracked the whole set up because I was, I was like seven and I was on, I was just like a day player on a, on a show. I was like a flashback character. And after like doing three takes, I was like, can I have lunch? Like, yeah. can I have a break? And they were all laughing. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't understand because I was so young. Mm. And, you know, there were so many moments like that because it's interesting, like having to work as a kid, you're like expected to act like an adult, but you're treated like a kid. And it's, it's very confusing. Um, but I've had like the most incredible support system. My family has like been wonderful. And along the way, I've met other child actors who have been going through the same thing as me and so that kind of keeps us all sane I think. <laughs>
Yeah, that's awesome. And I know like a lot of people like who check out these segments, they're going to be excited to see your face pop up on this because you're like part of like so much like beloved series from like Canadian television from like overruled to Degrassi, you know, and that's got to be like have like some sense of pride too. And uh, how, how does it feel like when um, you meet like a fan and maybe they t tell you about like how much those shows are meant or have that nostalgic feeling to them? I think um, it's something I'll never get used to. Um, I find that I'll forget and then I'll like go to a restaurant with my family and like all of a sudden people will be screening and I'll be like, oh, hi. And, and, yeah. and I think the number one thing that has meant so much to me is people saying, you've made me laugh so hard. Like you have, like I've had bad days and I just turn on Ginny and Georgia or I turn on Degrassi and like, you make me laugh, you make me happy. And that is so meaningful to me and like just knowing that I get to be part of projects that actually shift people's moods and make them feel something it's like I don't think there's a higher honor like I just I feel like that's the best part of my job and um yeah I still get so shocked when people come up to me and and I really do forget until I'm out in public and then I'm like oh right oh yeah <laughs> <what> I do. <laughs> oh that's that's such a beautiful thing too because I believe like that's what it's all about you know it's just like real life is hard and we turn on these movies or listen to these albums because we need something to escape. And yeah, again, that's so cool. that uh, you're part of like so many people's lives, but like in different generations too, and you're Absolutely. still going strong. They're strong. Like you mentioned, uh, Ginny and Georgia too. And I just kind of want to know like a little bit about your experience on that as well. Like that seems like just something completely fun and, and, and crazy as well and I, I noticed like uh, I read like you guys are about to go into like your third season and everything so the the momentum's rolling with that as well yeah I I remember I mean easily Ginny and George is like the biggest role I've ever booked it's it's changed my life in a billion different ways that I couldn't even possibly quantify but uh I remember the first season was magic because we were all just like so excited about the script and so excited about the story and we we loved each other so much immediately and there was no pressure um and I remember my team being like I was like should I get a publicist like when it came out and they were like no no it's like it'll it'll be like just like a small show like it, it'll get lost in the abyss of Netflix shows and I remember being like I don't know like this one's pretty it's good, pretty like, good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like are gonna like this one and then two weeks later they called me back and they were like yeah you need a publicist because the show is blowing up and what the hell we don't know how to handle this um and then season two we got to all come back and like enjoy the fact that so many people loved our show and feel pride over the characters that we had created together and and kind of worked on together and so it's really just been like the most magical experience. And I cannot even put into words how excited I am to go back to it. Like I, this is the first time I've missed a character. Like usually when I play a role, I'll like play it and then I'll say goodbye and it's fine. But like with Max, like she really does do so much for me emotionally. She makes me so brave. She makes me so happy. And so I've missed her a lot. And I remember the first time I got in the hair and makeup after being away for like two years when we shot season two, I bawled my eyes out because I was like, I miss this so much. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like we're going back pretty soon. I don't have any like official dates yet, but I know we're going back soon. And just knowing I get to be with her again is pretty special. 
Yeah, just uh, it's infectious seeing like your face light up when you're talking about this role and everything, you know, it's cool to hear that you can just mix your life with like work and play and just enjoy it. And what about Max do you love so much when you're in that zone? I think it's her energy. Like mm -hmm. I used to describe her as me if I was fearless and had 10 cups of coffee a day, yeah. which I still stand by. I think that's very true. Um, but yeah, even if I'm, I mean, like we work at like four in the morning sometimes and we work until like 6am on other days. So it's like, I can't, I'm not allowed to be tired when I play Max. Like she demands my energy. She demands me to like rise to the challenge and to just like, no matter what I'm going through in my life, just like forget all of that and just be present and be like out there. And I think that is so important for me just as a human being, because I find I'm a very scared person a lot of the time. And so the fact that she just like, that I need to do that in order to play her is like, it, it makes me grow as a person and it makes me super proud. Um, but the number one thing I love about Max is her heart, like just the way she loves people. And, and she's just so recklessly obsessed with everyone. And I love that. <laughs> yeah yeah and um another person like actually wanted me to ask you this too like uh i don't know if this is a dumb question or whatever but they wanted to know what's it like to have two million followers on your instagram and i basically told them i'm like oh if she turns on her notification her phone probably catches fire i don't know but what what is uh what is like kind of like um and do you feel like a certain like pressure when you're like maybe posting something that you're under like this microscope of a sea of the world, I guess. I think it's scary for sure, because I think people expect a lot from me and like they expect me to comment on every, every like pop culture, like situation that's happening in life. And I just, that's not my vibe. It's never been my vibe. Um, so I kind of had to a while back, like kind of figure out a way to go about social media that didn't harm my mental health and that kept things you know, level and safe. And so I kind of only use it for work. I don't have my notifications on. I rarely check it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an amazing tool for this industry. I mean, like mm -hmm. just in terms of promoting your projects and, and connecting with people who you can then like work with in the future, I think it's like an amazing, an amazing tool, but for me personally, it does do a lot of harm just in terms of like comparing myself and stuff like that. Yeah. And there is like a hell of a lot of pressure to like post good content that, you know, 2.2 million people will approve of and like. Um, <laughs> so, and sometimes like it really, I don't even think about it that much, but then when I think about the number and I think about like a football stadium and like how many of those I could fill up, yeah. it's like, it's crazy when you think it's, about that. It's almost every football stadium in the yeah, world. It's type wild. Of thing. And like yeah. that, I don't think I'll ever fully comprehend yeah but, i mean it's yeah. it's cool but also like weird times you know like how Very. but um again like i can't say enough like uh it's cool how you use it especially like i didn't know what unsink or be unsinkable was until i checked out your page too and again it kind of like uh i'm also an advocate for that type of stuff too but i'm like oh this is great she has like this following and this is how she's using it you know where i find a lot of people like sometimes they'll use it in a less noble way or just like maybe uh, causing drama for ads 
revenue and like there's a lot of like <laughs> dirty games going on but i feel like um it's it's cool that uh not only that you have this that following but uh you have that voice to like show people things like be unsinkable and you probably help a lot of people that don't even send you a message you know they, they just might be scrolling by and see that you know like on the right day when they need to you know I hope so. Yeah, I really yeah. hope so. <laughs> and um, I guess for like a final question to um, if you go back and like think about that time, like when you were like seven years old and uh, maybe this can go to anybody who's just kind of stepping in or taking the first step to be a, like an actor or an actress. Um, What advice would you have for them to, I don't know, just take away along their journey um, from your perspective of being a vet? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, but I think I'd say, and this isn't even my advice. This is Brian Cranston's advice that like has stuck with me for a long time now. He says, the job isn't the job. The audition is the job. Hmm. So you have to go into every audition saying, this is my career. This is what I do. Because if you go into every audition thinking this is going to get me the job, then you're already like losing because like the way you give yourself purpose and the way you prove yourself to be, you know, a working actor is like you take these things incredibly seriously. And that's that's the gig. Um, so I'd say that. And I'd also say get really comfortable with rejection. It's not about you. It's just the way of the industry. And it's going to make those wins so much sweeter when you actually do book work. So that's what I'd say. Well said. And uh, yeah, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Uh, you as, well. uh, as the release of Suze happens, we're going to continue to post like different clips of this interview as well as uh, Ginny and Georgia. And yeah, it was just cool to pick your brain on everything. And I totally enjoyed this. And hopefully down the road at, a, at around like another project of yours, we can do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, Sarah. Hope you have a great day and you catch too. you soon. Peace. Bye. Boom. Thanks again to Sarah for joining us for such a wonderful chat. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And like we mentioned, her brand new film, Suze, coming out in theaters across Canada on February 23rd. And I think everywhere else on March 1st. Once again, totally recommend it. Such a high quality comedy drama. And Sarah just knocks her role out of the park. It's, it's cool to kind of hear her candidly today in the interview after watching her role in Sue's. <laughs> in that film, she was just such a believable bitch, you know? And like, we talked to her today and uh, just a total sweetheart. <laughs> but yeah, that's why she's a professional actor. She's good at what she does. And speaking, uh, like we mentioned, Jeannie and Georgia are currently filming their third season. I think I read something else that they're doing a fourth as well. So stay tuned if you're a fan of that. And we'll keep you posted on the release dates on all our socials. And before we go, like always, we got to thank all you legends who are supporting the Creative Imbalance on the Patreon page. And first up, the biggest thanks to Mike Carniello with the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into electronics, technology, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them, check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. Another biggest thanks to Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Not only is Amanda 
the host of Top 10 Nerd, talking to millions of subscribers. She's got her very own YouTube channel that I recommend you checking out. It is such a good vibe. Just type in Amanda McKnight on YouTube as she covers comic books, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. Another big thanks to the lovely Jenny Potter, the legend Devin McBride, our favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want a shout out at the end of every episode and also get these episodes early, raw, uncut, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just post it. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond having my forever thanks. You can just go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? With that being said, we got so many great talks coming your way. Stay tuned. Subscribe if you just found this on YouTube. Give us a follow if you're on the Spotify's, the Apple Music, all across the podcast doodads that we just spread this shit across. And yeah, I hope you have a good week, and we'll catch you next time. Mwah!